Hi, and welcome to Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Please join us as we explore how you can enjoy a happier life and a fulfilling career, things that aren't always that easy in our modern world. We'll be taking a look to how you can explore well-being both inside and outside the workplace, how to prevent burnout, how to achieve true happiness in work and life, and so much more. So stick around. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Today, we're going to have a wonderful conversation about where home is. Why do we get all sort of emotional and uh, think that's where our heart is? Home has very strong connection to who we are and our, our identity. And, of course, Sarah, you have recently been somewhere would you call that home oh definitely it is one of the places that where my heart is let's put it that way um thank you for joining us everybody and yes Jenny I just got back from a whirlwind 10 day trip uh to beautiful British Columbia which listeners may know is my home to Vancouver Island uh, a beautiful a beautiful place to be. Um, and it was also a very, um, how would I put it? A very emotionally charged trip. So it was my first visit in four years. It was the first time I had seen my mom since the pandemic. So in three years, um, it, my aunt and uncle, so our kind of family home had burnt down um, earlier this year. So it was going and, and seeing that. Um, and it, it was also at, to our point in our conversation today, I live in the UK. I've lived here for almost 18 years. So sometimes going home, uh, when you are a traveler, right. Um, there's a quote that says, you know, once you have, uh, traveled the world, you can never go home again. And it's kind of home is home, but it's not home. Mm -hmm. uh, and your new home is home, but it's not home. Uh, I don't <laughs> know if you can relate, Jenny, because you are also someone who lives in home away yes. from your original home. Yes, yes. Uh, we have several homes and yeah. it depends uh, what we're doing at the time, I suppose. And for me, there's a, a huge difference between the home where I was brought up, mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. I spent my childhood. Now, that home is actually long gone because my parents sold it. <laughs> so, <laughs> As many people do. Selling the family home, that's terrible. Um, <laughs> and they moved to a different home, which yeah. then became my new home home. Mm -hmm. And it took me actually a long time. Um, they lived there for close to 30 years. And um, I think it probably took about half that time before it really felt like that was my home home because it was in a completely different part of the UK. Uh, mm -hmm. It was unfamiliar territory, whereas my old original home home, <laughs> I could walk down the street and recognise the shops um, I'm not so sure about yeah. the people so much, but definitely the landscape, 
um, you know, the buildings and the statues and the pubs, they were all familiar mm-hmm. and yet slightly different. So it was this, it was almost as if I was an outsider looking mm-hmm. in to something that mm-hmm. I was very familiar with. It is quite a bizarre feeling. So I, I'd love to find out a bit more about what you experienced when you yeah. visited your home home recently, including the one that burnt down. I mean, that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yes, there was, it was a lot of emotion. And I think, um, you know, a lot of the things I've been hearing and speaking with, and I actually saw a few speakers talk about this, that um, in the UK, at least, we're kind of moving into a uh, post-pandemic way of thinking and of living but a lot of people are still not quite okay Mm. Um, and I thought I was doing okay I knew I wasn't perfect but I thought I was doing okay Um, Mm. and what uh, some of these speakers were talking about was there's a sense of grief that people are having now because you know as we're going through a really difficult period we can gird our loins we can you know use our resilience we can you know we've got these shields we're we're, we're using all this wonderful uh, kind of all the chemicals in our brains that we, that we have used for millennia. And then when we stop, we take a break. We have to look at what's actually happened. Right. And so we, so for me going home, um, I thought it would be really nourishing because it usually is. It also has trees and mountains and oceans. So all those things we talk about in the green space and earth um, that we know make people uh, feel better and helps them. So I was expecting that. Um, and, uh, and I had a lot of grief to deal with. I had to, you know, um, see that my mom had aged three years. Uh, I had to see my friend's children who have aged three, four years. Um, and you know, that's, that hits you. That's time that you will get a bit choked up even now. Uh, you don't get it back, you know? And so having to face that, um, anyone who lives far away from home potentially may have this experience where you live your day-to-day life here. And so you don't have to, I find I don't have to have as deep of feelings uh, about people from my original home um, as I do in my day-to-day life. So it's, you have a a distance and when you go there, uh, you... Uh, you're kind of forced to look at what's happened and to acknowledge the fear, the sadness, the impact, the time, all those things, right? And so, um, yeah, it was a very interesting journey, I think, of of more grief than I had anticipated, and probably all of those things combined. Mm. Um, and then, you know, there was some added kind of personal grief and then obviously having to visit a, a kind of family home that that was no longer there. Um, but having said that, having cried very many tears <laughs> uh, and, you know, got mountain time and ocean time and breathed the beautiful oxygen rich air that comes from the BC forests. Um, I have now come back home to England Um and reflecting on that, I feel much better. I feel much lighter. So it did heal me just in a different way than I yes. had anticipated. But I love this kind of like your home home and then your maybe second home. Because um, where I'm from is called the Comox Valley. And it has lots of different um, kind of towns and villages and things all amalgamated into it. 
And when I went home, I stayed in the the city, which is not where I grew up. And I got there and I had this real feeling of, hmm, maybe this isn't home for me. You know, it was nice. It was comfortable. I knew where I was. But I'm from a little hamlet, a much more rural hamlet, about, you know, 10, 15 kilometers outside the city. Uh, And what you described when you were walking down your original home street, I can really relate to, because as you drive into this hamlet, there's a specific view of the mountain as you come down a a hill. Uh, And that was when my heart went, oh, I'm home. And so that was really interesting. It's actually it's not Canada. It's not the Comox Valley. It's this specific place. Uh, that is that that's where my my heart home is. Mm. Um, so how about for you? Do you find is Australia your home now? Is that where you feel at home or is there still a tie? Tell me. No, Australia is very much our home. We, I mean, it's it feels weird, but we've actually had Australia as our home for longer than I had the UK as my home, even though I was born and brought up there. So yeah, yeah, that that sort of realization, well, whoa, where did all that time go? Yeah. <laughs> is quite challenging. But I, I get the grief part of it as well, because I mean, many of us have, you know, happy families and great relationships with our parents and our siblings if we have them, et cetera, et cetera. Some don't, but regardless of who we were with when we were brought up, that strong sense of this is where I was born and experienced all those early um, parts of our lives is is really deeply embedded into our psyche. And the grief, I can can relate to that deeply. And, And it's something I've actually been thinking about recently because of what I've been watching on the news in relation to what has been going on in Ukraine, where you've got hundreds of thousands of people who have been displaced. And we've always had refugees and people having to move and leave their homes. But there's something about what's happening right now that has really struck a chord with me. And I'm thinking, well, how would I react if all of a sudden I realised that somebody was raining bombs on me and I had to get out? and what I find so interesting is that despite the fact that they have lost everything, there are so many people in Ukraine who had been drawn back to where they lived, mm-hmm. even though there's nothing left. Mm-hmm. So a bit like going to visit your aunt and uncle's house, how do you take that on board where mm-hmm. the beautiful city that you once knew is, is now a pile of rubble? Um, the grief and loss associated with that is enormous. And I think the, certainly the COVID pandemic has, has highlighted that, that throughout this time over the last couple of years, there's been an enormous amount of grief and loss. Absolutely. And while I think we acknowledge that a little bit more to begin with, because we had these rapid changes, you know, all of a sudden we had to work from home and comply yep. with mask regulation and all these other things, yep. blah, blah, blah. Yep. And there was a lot of expression of the grief and loss. And then we sort of, stop doing that so much probably as we got used to the yeah, way yeah. that things were constantly changing the goalposts kept shifting etc cetera, etc cetera. and now as we start to travel again as we can return to mm-hmm. our home home or wherever it was we were brought up 
I think it is re- reigniting or rekindling that that sense of grief and loss. Um, so it's it's part and parcel of uh, who we are. And I think for me, my home was always my sanctuary, my go-to place where I could just be me and yeah. shut the door if I wanted to and play my music as loud as I wanted to. <laughs> And annoy my parents enormously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you know, that's the way it was. And uh, there are some, some aspects of that I, I would miss and would would grieve over. And there are other aspects that wouldn't affect me in the same way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can relate to that. Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? And that that draw to, to where, you're, where you're from is mm. interesting, isn't it? Or to mm. where you where you're connected to and it's I can't imagine what it's like to be drawn back to somewhere that has been destroyed so maliciously you know mm. um having just experienced it on such a tiny scale uh you know with with a house fire which is an accident and nothing yes. you know, nothing comparatively yes. to what, what other people are going yeah. through um but yeah I mean similar to our conversation on guilt I think all these emotions they're good for us they help us understand what's important to us and and so grief is important it's important to experience it as much as it's painful and maybe sometimes we try to run away from it (laughs) um so I'm interested because I I've lived in England for most of my adult life definitely not as long as I've lived in Canada but I very much identify as a Canadian that's who that's who I feel I am but mm. you're you're similar Jenny do you identify as a as a as a Brit or as an expat or do you identify yourself as Australian well I have to confess that when I'm here in Australia I am Australian very much so oh <laughs> So Even though I've still got a British accent and I can yep. put on the yep. tracks and talk proper, you know. And when I go back to the UK, I see myself probably not entirely British anymore. It's taken a long time. Yeah. But I now see myself more as a hybrid when I go back to the UK. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. I was really intrigued to hear who who you identified as now because it's a really interesting thing isn't it it's um mm-hmm. identity and even though you know that you were born and raised there um yeah do you do that it's interesting because so I come from a long line of uh, uh I guess world explorers so my grandmother as many of you know was British married an American serviceman moved to America my parents were American uh moved to Canada and then obviously I was Canadian moved to, back to England um, my grandmother, who was British, very strongly was very, very clear that she was American. This was mm. a huge sense of pride for her. I think my mom, whilst still uh, being American, I think she probably feels more Canadian, would be my guess. Um, although I don't think she's formally Canadian and yeah, interestingly, I, I do feel, I I feel more Canadian, but then I wonder as I get older, uh, if, if I will feel the same this time coming home felt different to previous times. Mm. Um, yeah, I also found, and I don't know if you do this, I found more home in the people I was with 
than I have previously. And I don't know if that's like a pandemic thing or a, yeah, you know, the home is where the heart is, but it was with different people. So, you know, obviously going home and seeing friends that I haven't seen for a long time, there were certain people who that felt like home when yes. just being with them. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I'm intrigued as to, to have you found that? Do you, do you relate? Listeners, do you relate? Are, is home a place? Is it a building or is it people? <laughs> I think it's very much the people as well, because when we go back to the UK and before COVID, we were going back once or twice a year because yeah. my mum's getting older and more frail, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and it was specifically because we were there to see my mom, to see my brothers, and to see our friends. Mm. And that was the whole purpose of our journey. So my sense of self-identity as someone who was born and brought up in the UK is very much tied into those people. Mm. Going to the UK to maybe do a little bit of a holiday, to maybe go and walk around the Lake District or go yeah. to Scotland or something like that, would have a very different feel to it because I'm less likely to be with people that I identify with from my past. So yeah, it's Ooh, interesting, right? It's, yeah. it's so complex. It's not like, you know, it's not like home <laughs> equals. <laughs> yes. But it's really interesting that like I find to unpick those threads and especially again, as someone who um, is from a, a different, you know, a different country originally, mm. um, all those different layers of it. And I think, you know, some of it could be last time I went home, I felt more at home in Canada than I did this time, but I was there with all of my family, whereas this time it was just me and my youngest daughter. So it could be that yeah. I was... Yeah slightly and I don't know if you do that when you travel if you're with your children is it is does it feel more whole than if you're maybe separate <laughs> absolutely I mean sometimes I've had to go over on my own and that is a yeah. very different experience again isn't it, isn't it? From when you yeah. go over with your partner or with the whole family yeah so yeah, yeah. very interesting yeah very interesting. and yeah. I think it relates to um inclusion in the workplace mm. yeah, we're, we're all unique individuals we've got such diversity in who we are where we come from um yeah. and then you know we, we amalgamate in this place that we call work yeah. and I think having that sense of self-identity is actually very important for our ability to connect in with yes. other people in our teams or in our organizations and to celebrate our, our, that diversity and the difference. Yeah. Because um, as, as you're aware, we've got many um, Indigenous people here in Australia. And if you look at uh, a map that represents all the places where different Indigenous peoples live, it's really complex. I mean, I look at Europe yeah. and think all these little tiny countries and it's exactly the same in Australia mm -hmm. so what I think is really lovely is now that um, the Indigenous names are now being much more employed in um, in into the workplace and you'll see on the television um, or elsewhere that people will say they always start off a, a program or a speech saying I want to acknowledge you know the the original um inhabitants of this land and they yes. pay their 
respects to the elders mm. and current leaders of whichever particular country they they are standing on. So yeah. I am in Wajuk country. Oh, that's beautiful. Wajuk country. And beautiful. the Nunga people live here. Yep. And that in itself, I mean, I'm I'm not part of that culture, but I, I have a, a strong affiliation towards it and I recognize how important it is to them. Mm-hmm. Um, their sense of country, their sense of land is is very different from my Western perspective. Yes. Um, but I relish it. I, I just think it's marvelous. So. Yes. And it, isn't that interesting? So being from Canada, we have the same thing. And and that's very much what's starting to happen in Canada. I think it has been over the last few years, obviously, while I haven't lived there. And it's so beautiful um, to know um, the names of the people. And again, acknowledging that and, and understanding, whilst I, again, am not of that, um, that culture, um, mm. to really celebrate it and to learn more about it and to participate in those conversations and, and, and understanding, you know, this, um, yep. there's yep. a lot of, lot of conversations that are being had now, which were not being had when I was growing up. Um, and, uh, and I think that's a really wonderful, a wonderful move forward for my it's, home it's, and, and our yeah. home, building our home together. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's our conversation on home. We'd love mm-hmm. to know where is your home? Um, and what do you do to make your home a home? Do you have certain um, items? Do you have things that you require to create your own home space, wherever you may be? I think it's it's lovely to engage that curiosity within ourselves that so we have that greater self-awareness of who we are and where we're from. Um, <laughs> but I think it's also about looking outwards to be curious about other people because we we always ask that question don't we you know yeah. if you go to a party yeah. or yeah. a function what's the first question you ask where are you from <laughs> especially for especially if you have an accent which is different to the place where you're living that's uh, right yes so um so place matters and um knowing where your heart is it matters too so Thank you, everyone, for listening to our conversation. Thank you. Today. I hope you've taken great value out of it. We'd love to hear from you, as Sarah yes. says. Where are you from? Where is your home home or what other homes <laughs> have you got? And yeah. how is that relevant to your overall sense of being and happiness with the world? We look forward to seeing you next time and uh, see you again soon. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. We hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it. And you can always get involved in the well-being conversation at all of our social links in the show notes. Until next time, stay safe, stay happy, and thrive in whatever you do.